Hello, Radio Lori, and welcome back to another episode of Campus Connections. Today, I, Jackson Wells, your station manager, is joined by two members of Laurier Moot Court. I was going to describe what it is, but I'm going to get them to describe it in a second. So first, we're joined by the Senior Vice President, Jack Newby. Jack, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? Good, thank you very much. And as well, joined by the President of the organization, Tamara Juknik. Tamara, how are you doing? Good, thanks. Yourself? Great. Thank you so much for the both of you for coming. I guess the first question I ask most folks, assuming that they're both students, kind of what year they're in, what major they're doing, and how, how they're liking it. So I guess we'll start with you, Tamara. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm in my fourth year of a political science degree. I've been on the team for four years as well, so I kind of see Laurie Mukor as a part of my undergrad experience as well. But yeah, so graduating soon, very excited to be done and moving on to other things. Awesome. And Jack, a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So my name's Jack. I'm the senior vice president of Laurier Moot Court. I'm currently in my third year of BBA. I'm liking it so far. And yeah, this is my second year on the team. Really enjoying it so far. Okay. So the first question I got is a little bit of a personal one. I feel like Moot Court, the first question that kind of comes to my mind is, do you guys like want to be like lawyers or something? Like why, why would you join something like Laurier Moot Court? The majority of the team is likely in it to become a lawyer. That's likely the end goal. I know for the two of us, we both want to go to law school afterwards. However, it's not necessarily, you don't have to, you gain a lot out of it that you can use outside of being a lawyer as well. So yeah, but for us too, yes, yes. Awesome. And I guess the next question is maybe a more general question. How does one go from something like poli-sci, like into law, like applications for law school? I know maybe Tamara, you're kind of getting to that point. Maybe tell us a little bit about the process of that. Yeah, of course. So I'm actually submitting mine. They're due on Wednesday, so <laughs> tomorrow. But yeah, so I feel a lot of pre-law students go towards that poli-sci path just because it does set you up for law school in terms of being able to analyze a lot of documents. So whether that be your weekly readings or or any research or policy papers that you're doing in class, I feel like that creates a lot of transferable skills that you'll be using in law school because, I mean, you'll be doing a bunch of readings and really trying to figure out how to formulate your own thoughts and opinions on, you know, cases that were decided hundreds and hundreds of years ago. So I feel that that's a trend in the policy community is the kind of wanting to go into law school. So yeah, so you do your undergrad and then you do your, your LSAT sometime before this like November 1st deadline is usually um, the deadline. And then you, yeah, you apply to your schools, you write your personal statements and you cross your fingers. <laughs> Awesome. So it's not like a like a pre-law like undergrad degree that you have to do in order to go to law school. You just kind of gotta just kind of gotta make it. Yeah, pretty much. You can do pretty any any undergraduate degree that you'd like to do. It can even be something that's totally unrelated to law whatsoever. But they do just require four years of undergrad. Awesome. All right. Thank you. That's I was curious about that, so I appreciate you sharing it. And now we kind of danced around it a little bit, but I guess the obvious question is like, what is moot court? Like, what does that mean, and what do you do? So Laurie Moot Court is an undergraduate competitive team. It actually started as in law school, you usually have one class where 100% of your mark comes from this moot. And what a moot is essentially is you get a case that was decided by the Supreme Court of Canada and you pretend that there's a higher court that you're now appealing this case to. So it's appellate court. You're usually in teams of two and you are competing against other teams of two. What kind of sets us apart from other pre-law experiences is the fact that you, while reading this case, are coming up with submissions for both sides. So you don't have that like bias that comes from usually just defending one client. You are trying to see both sides of the argument and make the best argument for both sides. So that usually comes with kind of contradicting yourself and 
and, you know, going against what you said in your previous submission. So I feel like it allows for, you know, well-rounded advocates and well-rounded people that are going into law school and really helps if law school is not your path, it really helps with creating argumentative skills, legal reasoning skills, and just being able to absorb that much information because these cases are not short by any means. So being able to absorb that information definitely helps in the classroom and for any other path that you want to go into later, especially like public speaking skills as well. Yeah. Fair enough. I guess like maybe a lot of folks frame of reference for this might be something they do in high school, like mock trials and stuff like that. Uh, is this a similar thing or is it, is it kind of different? I guess maybe Jack can take this one. Yeah, for sure. So this is, yes, this is a very common question that we get and it is different than mock trial in that there's, we're not acting out different roles within a courtroom where there's two teams. We're each assigned a side to argue in that particular round per se. And you go, there's, there's judges, they're asking you questions as you're speaking but there's nobody pretending to be the client. There's no jury. There's nothing like that. So it's similar in that the main people, the people making the arguments are acting as lawyers, attorneys, but it doesn't include any of those other roles that would typically be there in like a mock trial. It's maybe like less theater and more about understanding and applying kind of case law. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. That, that makes sense. So you're a competitive team, which is maybe a little bit different than what a traditional like club could be understand is understand as where you like meet and you like discuss whatever like the topic is. How would you say you function similarly and differently to, to other clubs at Laurier? Yeah. So as you mentioned, we don't have kind of like a general membership. Everyone on our team is expected to try out and our tryout processes are usually we give them two minutes to write and present a speech that it can be about any topic that's kind of important to them or something that they're very interested in. We feel that we do this for two reasons. Firstly, just to see what someone's public speaking skills are like from the get-go and as well to figure out what their interests are and, and if they, you know, meld well on our team and if they can, you know, function well on a team as we want people to have vested interests that aren't just law or whatever they may be because everyone trying out for LMC likes law, but it's just what other interests and how passionate you are about other things outside of Laurier Moot Court that really help us bring our team together. So then once we have our competitive team, which is around 30 to 40 people, we usually meet twice in the beginning to have kind of like our case training. We have developed kind of like a training program over the seven years that we've been in club where we really prepare students that might have zero idea about what Laurie is, like what you're expected to do. And in these two practices, we really go through the nitty gritty. We, we tell them everything that they're, they'll be expected to do in competition, prior to competition, how to write submissions, how to answer questions from judges, all of that good stuff. And then we usually have practices uh, closer to competition dates where we meet. So it's less of like every week we have like one weekly meeting, whereas it's more intense right before competition. And then we kind of, you know, have a break until the next competition where we kind of up again. Cool. That, that, that makes sense. Uh, maybe tell me a little bit more about what these competitions are. Are they like internal? You're kind of doing them on the inside. Or are you going other places and participating? How do you do move court? Yeah, so there's there's several schools that will host competitions throughout the year. We have ours coming up in a couple of weeks. And we're hosting, it's a, like a, a Canada-wide competition. So there's schools from all across the country coming. Typically like a two-day thing. It's always on a weekend. Saturday is the preliminary rounds. Each team gets to compete four times. And then based on that, all the scores are taken. And the typically the top eight teams move on to the next day, which being Sunday, where they then compete in like a playoff round to decide a winner. 
but yeah, typically there's, they're all over the country. They're hosted by several schools. We'll later this year, next semester, we'll go to U of T, Osgood Law School competition, things like that. Yeah. Very exciting. I guess now that we've kind of broached the subject, we can get a little bit into what you folks, I assume, have been working very hard towards is your kind of upcoming moot court hosting session. It's called the Hawks Cup. What can you tell us about it? And what does it mean to you folks to to kind of run something like that? So it is our fourth annual Hawks Cup. It is the first year that it is officially a national competition. So we're very excited about that. We'll be hosting, yeah, as Jack said, schools from all across Canada, judges from all across Canada. And again, it is a two-day competition where students come and we have judges who are either law students or lawyers from across Canada judging these competitions. So not only is it a fantastic competition, it's also an amazing opportunity to network with legal professionals or law students. I know when I was looking into what law schools I wanted to apply to or go into, talking with the law students at these various competitions was really helpful as they you know, had that expertise that I didn't have access to yet. So yeah, so we have that competition November 11th and 12th, and we're actually looking for volunteers. So if anyone is interested in volunteering, you can head to our Instagram at Laurie Moot. What, what kind of like volunteer roles are you looking for? Yeah, so we're mainly looking for timekeepers. So rounds are usually eight minutes and we would need someone just to time and, and you know, hold up placards at one minute and 30 seconds just to help judges as well, just leading people and students to where they need to go. We do have a banquet that night and they would get a free ticket to that as well as any breakfast, lunch. And it also goes on the Lori experience record as well. Awesome. What's it what's it like trying to pull together a nationally based competition while also, I assume, being successful undergraduate students? Yeah, it's it's definitely pretty crazy. It's pretty hectic. There's so many moving parts. There's so many people that we need to rely on, not only within our team, but rely on to show up on the day. And there's just so much preliminary work that has to go into it, releasing information about the case to the competitors, the judges, the volunteers, everything like that. And uh, yeah, I mean, Tamara has been the busiest out of any of us so far, like organizing this whole thing. But yeah, it's it's a lot of work. It's pretty crazy. Tamara, how's it been? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely definitely been a little crazy, but I have such an amazing team and I feel like everyone's really eager to chip in and really eager to help out. And I know when I send a message saying, can anyone please get this out? It'll it'll get done within the next hour. So, I mean, having that support system is really, really helpful. And not only the support system of the current team, but the past team. So last year's exec team who have now graduated are still eager to help out and answer any questions that I might have that I didn't know from last year. And this is my first time running a competition, so I have a lot of questions. But yeah, they're very eager to help out. I feel like our alum are just really special in the fact that they're always looking to help out. And our current exec are really, really helpful in that sense. So I couldn't couldn't do it without them. <laughs> Great. Uh, last kind of question I got about this that I'm curious in is has what goes into deciding like what kind of cases that you guys are are are, are mooting if that's if that's the proper term. I assume it's not like oh someone someone stole something and this is what the trial was like. Like I assume you're doing some bigger stuff and how do you decide kind of what goes into to making those decisions? So we have an awesome content team. So our exec team is kind of divided by departments, I'd say. So we have a specific content team that's just dedicated to training and figuring out those cases for our competitions. So what we look for is obviously there's nine Supreme Court justices and we usually look for like a five, four split or as close to an even split as we can, just so that, as you know, we argue for both sides. So just that both sides are as evenly, you know, you have enough content for both sides. And usually we look for constitutional law cases or cases that are 
big enough to go to the Supreme Court, it's usually human rights cases. They can have backgrounds in criminal or business or whatever, but in the end, it usually ends up being charter right cases. And we, yeah, we look for recent cases that may not have had as much dialogue on them so that we can, you know, provide more to the discussion. Or we look for just cases that are kind of, you know, the the main cases that you look for in law. So the case that we're doing right now is the Crown and Jordan, which is a case from 2016. And uh, I know in many of the legal studies programs or classes at Laurier, um, they do study this case really frequently just because it's it has a great discussion about the length of trials and how long someone should go before being on trial, which is a really important discussion just in our Canadian justice system. So yeah, just big, big conversations to be had within the case that students can write, you know, well-worded submissions on. That's, that's very interesting. Something that pops up to me from that is what do you think is, I know like practice is obviously a value, but what do you think is like some of the value of kind of re-going over these? Because I think you could argue like these are done deals, like things were decided. What do you think is important about kind of maybe reflecting on I guess I guess this may be a little more philosophical than the other questions I've asked, but both, I guess, from your roles in like Moot Corps, but also, I guess, as in theory, future law professionals as well. Yeah, I mean, I think these are very important things to be discussed regardless of where you stand, like as a Canadian, like these are these are your charter rights and freedoms. So taking a look at these and the cases that define them, that change them are very important to anyone. And then on a Moot specific level, I mean, we're, we're, yeah, we're using these great cases to create these competitions based off. So we need big ones that, that have a lot of gravity in, in Canada, the Canadian justice system, that can be argued from a legal standpoint as well as a policy one. Do you have any, any input? Yeah, I would just also add how important it is because these are pre-law students that might not you know have experience really creating like legal arguments before. So having the words of the Supreme Court justices is easier than just coming up with them yourself. So you really have that base to jump off and then create your submissions. So reading these cases, I think you're reading like the highest level of judiciary that you can. So you know that you're reading like quality words and then that the more you read, the more that these thoughts just start coming naturally to yourself. So I think it's it's a really crucial piece of, of reading to do. Awesome. Great. Thank you. I think kind of working towards the end here, Hawks Cup's coming up November 11th and 12th. How can, I guess most of the folks who are going to be involved are already involved, but how can maybe folks who aren't already involved get involved? You've talked about volunteering. Is there, can like people come in like watch? Like what are some different ways that people who aren't already in it kind of pay attention to it? Yeah, so yeah, volunteering is like kind of the main thing, but we do also have spectator tickets available. So again, you can go to any round and even if you're maybe not on the club this year, but you're interested in being on the club next year, I would definitely come maybe just watch a round. That's, it's free of cost. You can just walk in and, and watch any round just to see if that's something that maybe you'd be interested in. So if anyone's looking towards a pre-law career or is just interested in their public speaking skills, legal argumentative skills, and they want to apply next year, I would definitely encourage you to come November 11th or 12th and just watch around just to see if it's something that you might be interested in. Great. Well, thanks so much. Coming to the end here. Is there anything that I missed that you want to talk about? Any any kind of like final plugs before we before we start to wrap up? I think so. No, I think, yeah, yeah we covered most of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much. Thank you, Jack and Tamara, for chatting a little bit about Laurier Moot Court. You've been listening to Campus Connections and tune in next week to hear another lovely conversation. Thanks so much, everyone, and have a good rest of your day.